going to be on your face. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Pat Stereo on the internet at live365.com.
time you've been waiting for, for who knows, at least the last 15 minutes. <laughs> time for Movers and Shakers. Here, back there on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, get that mic up. We have a show in store for you tonight. Once again, movers and shakers, as you know, we like to bring you folks who are doing things we think you need to know about. Not the regular stuff you can get on mainstream media or Fox television, but stuff you find out about from citizen journalists like ourselves. Two wonderful guests here tonight to talk to you about one of the online film festivals that's happening right now. First of all, Liz Monichel and Tamara McClure. Everybody. Let me tell you something, you guys. This whole series is showing our support to folks in the online film festival community who are doing some things you need to know about. The film festival itself, which is unique and different, in fact, just to start this off, I'll tell you what, let me show you that. I need to get my visual aids. I'll show you a wonderful uh, piece that. Let me tell you, so these he, Liz and Tamara here is our judges. Well, here we go. I wonder if I missed that. Uh, oh, yeah. I love the logo. I love the, the whole setup. Everything's smooth, online, international. Thank you. Highlighted. Well, you I, have to, I have to tell you, we have an excellent uh, web designer. Yeah. She's amazing. So she's a Methodian. She's amazing. Wow. So, yes. Can you give her a shout out? <laughs> cool. Yes, Lala. Okay, Lala Arroyo. We'll come back. Okay, now let's meet our guest. So come on, Tamara. Uh, yes. Tell us about your role, both of you. Okay. Our, our judges. Actually, I'm not a judge. Liz is one of our esteemed judges. Okay. I'm, I'm the executive director of the film festival. Wow. So I'm sort of behind the scenes and crafting and creating and involved in all the competitions. Well, tell us how you came to be involved with this. This is interesting. We've been interesting, you know, meeting interesting folks so far. Every one of them seems to have their own story. One thing our guests seem to love is, you know, to hear how people came into their positions and how they find juggling that with their own personal lifestyles as mothers and parents and all that kind of stuff. Right, yes. Uh, well, we're all very different, that's for sure. Um, so I came, the film festival came to be, and I became the director because I'm the editor-in-chief of No Strings Attached E-News online magazine. And our executive film producer, Brian T. Shirley, came to me one day. He's a, contributor to our, a contributor to our magazine, and he said, hey, Tamara, I came up with a great idea, I think, for you to get more views to your magazine. I'm like, what's up, Brian? <laughs> because he, um, and he said, let's do a film festival. I think we'd, you know, get viewers to the magazine. And he came up with this because he enters film festivals himself. He has a web series. So I brought it to Beatrice's attention. She's our online publisher. And um, she thought it was a great idea. And through Beatrice, it grew and became this whole entity. I think that none of us expected, but it grew in a, a good way. Um, and we've gotten so much support and uh, help from so many different avenues that I think is excellent for just being our first year and for being, you know, just a um, relatively unknown force. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it came to be. <laughs> well, it's unique in a so, lot of ways. Yeah. I like the idea, first of all, the cost. Yep. So much, so different from the other film festivals so that folks who are at home making those YouTube wonders, this right. is something that they can do. Yes, definitely. You know, and I mean, I think everybody deserves to, um, I believe everybody deserves to, get, deserves to get their work out there and film work. I think that filmmakers are incredibly artistic and, and well deserve to get our work out there. So we wanted to make it accessible for everybody. Not everyone has $100 or $75 even to throw out on 
all these different film festivals. So, you know, why not make it accessible? And that's actually just being our first year. So. A lot of categories. Exactly. We do have a lot of categories. Ambitious yeah. stuff. <laughs> Very ambitious. So, Liz, tell us a little bit about your background <laughs> and how you came to be a part of this whole event. This is the most unique interview experience <laughs> I've ever been a part of. I'm just going to start with that. I'll, I'll fix the <laughs> stuff, so, you know, if you have any problems on Facebook, keep in mind, we're working. No, I'm not. The tech is amazing. It's fantastic. Um, I just, we've already succeeded is what I wanted to say. Um, I am a filmmaker, and my film was released two years ago, um, you know, around the world. And I work at Sundance. So people have heard of Sundance. They know the Sundance Film Festival. And my job at Sundance is to empower filmmakers and help them get their work out into the world. Uh, so I've been trying to find opportunities at film festivals um, or seeking opportunities so that I can kind of spread my gospel of helping filmmakers. And so this is, I'm using this really awesome film festival as a platform to connect with other filmmakers and maybe help them, you know, distribute and market their work. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I finally got the piece to work to Liz. So cool. here we go. Here's the promo. Hey, hey. That's too quickly. <laughs> what can you say about those Windows updates? <laughs> Gotta love it. We're official sponsor. Tamara, a way to actually give people a reward for attempting to 
to step back and win a reward. Most of the time we wait until, oh, you won. But I think they're successfully qualified. And hopefully our platform qualifies to keep enriching those and be a, a, an extension arm of no strings attached and continue this on, not just be through the date and the final day of the award, but after. I've always said film festivals, I love them, but the day that they are in, the end, there should be a connection ongoing. And I hope that we can play that role in this. So this is a round circle where it is, I can't even tell you how officially it happened. All I can tell you is that Deanna Hodges, and if you're watching this, somehow your event that happened out here kicked it off. Because Deborah Hayter was here for Deanna Hodges. That's how it came about, right? So, so tell so what's the get tell us how the, the the unique thing is that today film festival doesn't mean what film festival means. You know, that's yeah. right. And and some some big folks, Liz, you probably have run into more folks who are resistant. Uh well I'm sure it's really you know, because usually the old guard at first, you know, when especially you talk about new formats and new things coming from the internet, even though a lot of the stuff that we see it's so creative and so entertaining. You do represent an intersection between the world of the old guard and the new geeks. Right. So uh, that's that's one of the to me one of the beautiful things about it, and that you're kind of dealing with that kind of heads on, opening it up to a whole bunch. I wonder how many of the folks who do this online have actually made film before, or who are just videographers. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know this for sure, but I, I know that one of our film, one film that has uh, submitted to our festival was in, shot entirely on iPhone 6. Wow. I believe. So, you know, I think that, and the one of the main stars is an actor. Like, he's been, off, and it was after the actors, but he was, you know, he's been in commercials. He's been in very well-known things. So I think that... The new media is coming around, and I think that the old guard, as you say, is kind of coming around. I'll, I'll, I'll let guard. you decide. We'll have to decide that in another show. You know, <laughs> I know about that. that. I think I'll let you decide that. <laughs> Liz, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, yeah. you know, so how did, you know, you're obviously not one who's threatened by these new media types. I mean, tell us how, how did you come to embrace everything? So was it an easy transition to you? To be a filmmaker or to um, well, embrace online content? Online content. Uh, actually, I work in a department at Sundance that's all about digital. Everything's digital wow. in, our, in our department. Um, filmmakers need audiences, and audiences aren't always going to the theater. So you have to reach them wherever they are. So um, it's great that every opportunity for a filmmaker to show their, their film is what I'm in support of. Um, my big thing is for filmmakers to gather an audience and carry that audience with with them from project to project. So yes. one, film two, film three, yes. and I learned that from my mentor, Peter Broderick, and various people along the way, and um, hopefully the audiences that come to NSAEN, I did it, um, the film festival, are also embracing the newsletter and also embracing the filmmaker, and everyone's kind of getting something from the opportunity. You know, I, I'm, I was a little surprised even here that Sundance had a division or whatever that was all digital content. Well, we're a distribution. It's called the Creative Distribution Initiative, and our department is a three-person department. Um, aimed Bravo. And we actually um, offer distribution to Sundance filmmakers through a, sorry, it gets really nerdy, through a partnership with an aggregator. So if a filmmaker from Sundance, it doesn't have a distribution deal. We get them on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. We do all these places so that they can find their audiences, and then we help them market their film so that they could grow that audience. It's a really sweet job, especially as a filmmaker, because I get to learn about all this stuff as I teach filmmakers about it. Wow. Yeah. So I'm so impressed by all of your your Periscope, your live like That's what we got to be doing is like these multi-platform experiences. Very cool. Well, you know, that's one of the challenges that I have been bringing up to some of the filmmakers that I've met was in today's world, you start doing the making of almost at the same. You could actually do it before you make the project. Here I am planning my project. Yeah. Right. All blogs, video series, all that. Here I am attempting my project, 
And so much of us, so many of us today want to see that. I, for one, watch the making of movies. Whatever they have as a tactic, those extras that come out of movies, I love to watch that first. You know, mm-hmm. to get a get a feel of a lot of the background stuff in the story. That's but cool. today, you know, you can totally do that, and people so much want to know. Yeah, I actually encourage filmmakers to blog, to Instagram, to tweet transparently about the filmmaking experience, and not like, can I swear on this? Yes, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> like, yes, so like, uh, not the phony bullshit. Like you know, <laughs> like the like the heartache, the struggles, because. So much of Hollywood is that sheen, unless you break through those walls and those barriers and show how hard it is to make movies, no one's going to know. And and the same thing, you know, I'm sure for film festivals, it's like the amount of work you guys are going, we're going to be screening, like, gazillions of movies. Um, It's a lot harder than people think it is. Oh, it is. It definitely is. The life of the executive director (laughs) (laughs) and the stuff she has to deal with on a day-to-day. The making of film festival, you know, which you know appears to be a woman's project <laughs> in today's world. Well, what is it? Well, <laughs> you know what? I think we we have to admit of the entrepreneurs that we meet here, particularly at Pack Stereo TV. Absolutely. I, I, I'm not sure you why the exact why, but we would say about eighty, eighty-five percent at least. And the entrepreneurs we run into that are movers and shakers from the birth are women. Are women. The women are women. So, so transformative, transitional, and empowering. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not, I can only speak for our industry that we are in. We don't fake it here. We're, we're not film producers and we're not in that lane. But kings and kings but his. Women, I don't even get into this. They tend to know the. They make it work anyway. They tend to already start from a place of support, nurturing, and developing. I'm not saying men, men don't know how to do it. It's just that we want to come in wearing a hat like they can't serve me. And we're experiencing that from women who are trailblazing, and we've been humble. Yeah, very much so. I'm a pediatrician. I was trained by women. It was one of those usual medical fields where women were actually appreciated much more. Absolutely. So part of that whole, you know, I'm, so I'm used to having female bosses. And that's the truth. <laughs> Don't cut them no any slack. <laughs> hey, let me show you a little bit of a teaser that talks too about some of the areas that they have. This is the this is the other teaser.
stay tuned to Ministry's Test EU's online magazine for the latest developments. Or you can book our partner site. He's my Facebook friend. <laughs> <laughs> That really shows the broad scope. You don't think about it until you actually get a chance to see it. I know I got a chance to see the different areas that people could compete. And I think about the opportunities that are being opened up online. Yeah. You know, the new technology makes things done in a different way easier, easier to reach new audiences. You know, Liz, you know, it must be wonderful, like you said, for you. You, you go around really helping to empower artists, yeah, teach them how. Yeah. I love it. I got to try some of those videos. <laughs> people. But then to connect as a judge. Yeah, well, I was a film critic for four years. Really? So I was saying earlier that we used to shoot a show just down the street. Like, we were involved until, so I know it's like yeah. a neighborhood. Well, welcome over. back to the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> we're going home. Um, so I... I have a film study degree, and my boyfriend and I got, um, I don't know, recruited to direct a show that was online called Justina. It was on Hulu, CBS, and YouTube. I've heard of it. Um, people say that, and I really, I want to believe that, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be like, you my parents, and that's it. Um, and then they, like, needed a token woman, woman one day, and so they brought me in, and I became an on-air film critic for the show for four years. So I was a reviewer, and I went to press screenings, and I watched a lot of movies every year. And so uh, I learned all these skills that why I now apply when I'm on a when I'm a judge or I'm in a jury for a film festival. And also, just as a filmmaker, it's, it's either inspiring or frustrating to watch really great or really bad content, and it fires you up. Just like when you watch, you know bad anything, you're, you're going to be touched in some way as a creator, and so um, it, it fuels you, too. So what do you think are the biggest challenges for those folks that you're running into? For filmmakers? Yeah, filmmakers. Money. <laughs> some things never change. Huh? Yeah, that's absolutely money, and that's like, you know, it's... I know. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about yes, allowed the entry <laughs> I was told that. Controversy. Was, um, but, um, but you know, to have an affordable film festival to apply to, um, every single Laurel a filmmaker gets improves their portfolio, their resume, makes them seem a little bit more prestigious and important. Uh, but filmmakers really need time and money because a lot of filmmakers can't afford to do it full time. And they uh, can't afford to make content. So it's great that you guys have short form. It's great that um, you're supporting filmmakers. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. In terms of support today, you know, one of the things I get asked all the time, and it changes yearly, is the ability to make money support oneself throughout the online community, like being a YouTube broadcaster. And I was one of the early broadcast another whole story for us. But, you know, it's a different experience. YouTube has changed tremendously over the years to become oh, yeah. a different organization. And now people are looking at things like that as a potential source of income. What's been your experience? Influencers? Yeah, I mean, do you? how do you monetize? How do you guys stay alive? What were our best questions? <laughs> I mean, um, as far as our magazine, um, you know, we're still kind of trying to figure that out. Um, we do advertising, um, sponsorships. I think we're still trying to find that something different out there. You know, I think that there has to be something different. I haven't discovered it yet, but I know there has to be something different besides the advertising. Um, so I think we're just still sort of um, trying to figure that out. But it amazes me what you're talking about, though, the YouTube stations and stars. Yeah. I mean, they are on YouTube, and they just do all kinds of things that I would never think of doing or never think that anyone would be interested in watching. And they're probably making hundreds of thousands oh. of dollars, if not more. Well, there's a few. You know, what's interesting is that you're, you're honestly sort of amazing, Tamara, because here at Pac Stereo, I answer that question honestly, and I haven't found one person 
ever to have an answer to that question about how to monetize this stuff that we do. Not one. If it really was the answer, then people would be doing it. Right now, there is no one answer. I tell people, but I think the important thing is that you're able to build community. And the, the, the way that you monetize that, you may kind of are changing, but the idea that you can build community is huge. In other words, you can build a following, like Liz was saying, get people to follow your stuff, transfer that from project to project, so the world can follow you. And being a part of these film festivals, that's what, we have yet to prove the value of this. But I'm convinced totally that it's of the absolute value because when I was younger, it didn't exist. If you made a film, if you were lucky enough to, you know, make whatever, a home super eight, whatever, there was no way to get it out. No ways to show it to people. And today, you could take something you made in your spare time, and you can go out there and really build a reputation, and you guys are kind of one of the vehicles. That's why I love the idea that it is online, and it would make it international by definition, right? Yeah, but it could be great publicity. 
And leverage. I mean, maybe next year. You Perhaps. pick only the worst film. Yes. And see what happens. <laughs> well, right? we know this, in this business, things change is the one constant we can be sure of. And especially the kind of change that you could never predict it. I always, no one could have predicted I remember when we were talking about the phone being the center application of people's life. If I got what they were saying, I didn't imagine it. I didn't imagine that you'd reach for your phone almost before you get out of bed, right? It's right there to the side, over on the other pillow sometimes. And that this is part of our life. I thought, like a lot of folks, that YouTube was going to be full of videos that were boring and obnoxious for people. Christmas affairs and picnics. <laughs> right. I never expected that so much of it would be excellent and so entertaining. The part none of us expected was how good the material that we were going to see was going to end up being. Yeah, I actually used to judge for um, the Surf City Film Festival, which is a high school film festival in um, Huntington Beach. And uh -huh. I used to watch, you know, high school students and um, I guess judge for them and, and rate them. And, I still cannot forget, like, five of those films out of the dozens that I saw that are better than most shorts by, like, 80-year-old filmmakers that I see. And it's, you know, it's like there's so many creative people, and we have the resources, we have the technology to really make fabulous things happen. I was laughing, because I bet I can imagine you making something when you were in high school or something. Yeah. somewhere around somewhere. Because <laughs> a bunch of us did that stuff, you know. I did me walk around to the season shaft. <laughs> I'm not sure what the point was, you know, making a statement, but so inspiring to think that kids can do this. Absolutely. Anyone can do this. Yes, it is. Let me ask a question real quick, because um, again, we're talking about the submission of film. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a limit when the submission stops. It's the end of the month, right? Oh, actually, uh, we've extended it to uh, October 31st. Uh, so Halloween mm, will be um, the day. Very good, right? very good. Yes, yes. Strong work. <laughs> 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 well, and, 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 and look, I'm going to chime in here because Tamara and I was talking earlier, and I said, okay, pretend I'm the guy that doesn't know anything about film. I went through this on the show yesterday with somebody who was just asking me simply, uh, I'm trying to do voiceovers while we're chatting, you know, while we're streaming. And I pointed right to somebody through the social media app, and I thought that was very empowering. Now, it's up to him to follow through. My question is really to Liz. Liz. <laughs> it's like I'm watching you in this screen, you know. <laughs> I like, I'm zeroing in on you, I'm paying attention, but I'm just looking over here. I thought what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you're working. You're switching, you're switching. Yeah. Over. Switching over and trying to talk to the people watching on Facebook. And <laughs> we comments. do multi-task. I, I will acknowledge them. I see the usual <laughs> suspects, so I'm not going to quote them. Here's the question. You're a film critic. I was a film critic, yeah. You was. Which means you were always a critic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I had a choice between should I talk about the South Park Southwest, which you did this year, or as a film. Was she holding out on us, Vic? No, you just haven't got to it yet. You <laughs> <laughs> can never turn off the critic because we all have self criticism. Yes, correct. Do you find it easier that you can go look? I totally turn that off mm. while I'm doing film. It doesn't exist, or do you find yourself saying, oh, let me push that person back, overkill, micromanagement, all those things come into play, or do you just have creative flow? I don't, for me, it's not, um, I'm, I'm Jewish, so I'm a critic all the time. Um, so let's just be clear about that. Uh, but, but it's, for me, it's a confidence issue. So when I'm on set, the more you direct, the more you can confidently say what your decision is. Right. And I think the little voice that pulls back is not a criticism voice. It's like a fear, lack of confidence mm. scenario. So I found that the more films I do, the more confident, the more assertive I can be and say what I want on a set. Okay. Um, but as a critic, I think it's really important to have um, a scrutinizing eye because you don't want to repeat things that films have done before, and you don't want to be redundant. You don't want to be 
boring, you want to make a statement because films are really fucking expensive, <laughs> and you want to put your money to good use. So yeah. I think the critical, the critical? is important. I'm going to part two to this because i got a data where I can fit in. Okay, look. When you, it, it was so funny when we were doing some posting about you guys being here. The one thing I know that happens is people all of a sudden start posting, go to see this film, go to, they don't know me, they don't know Mario, don't know me. they're just going, go see. What is the one thing that happens when you get an overabundance of this type of film, it's done this way, something that you say, oh my God, people stop doing it like this when you submit. What would be the first thing you're talking about? Like what? Okay, I just want to make sure I got your question. So you're basically saying what may be the type of film or style of film that we're going to see a bunch of, or that I have seen a bunch of myself. You're going to see. You can combine them both. <laughs> I know exactly what this is. Yeah, without the religion, <laughs> I know the religion is always a sensitive issue, no matter what you do. And sometimes you get over it. You know, it's not the passion of Christ. Yeah. There's the other side where they accept it because it's controversial. It's like vampires and zombies are in. Yeah. So you got to get some variations, even though the good old romantic comedy, comedy is my genre. Yes, it is. I love romantic comedy. I can say that my experience being a judge for high school film festival is the perfect... Um, foundation for this answer. Okay. Because when you uh, watch high school content, you're seeing like people directly affected by the world around them and making and reflecting what they see. So I can't tell you the amount of times I saw mafia movies with 14-year-olds in suits. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you know, like heist movies with 14-year-olds in suits. Um, uh, that would be like the the funny version of what I get inundated by is these crime films where there's nothing really at stake and there's just like fast music and quick cutting. Um, unfortunately, I don't mean to get like super dark. But the, other side of it, the other side of it is like, uh, and I hope this won't happen with this film festival, but what I've seen when I judge film festivals is a lot of movies with like really minor, stupid female characters that are just like the girlfriend or the sex object or um, the comedic foil uh, and they're not given the time of day and they're not really developed. And so I see a lot of that when I watch content and I'm thinking it won't happen here, um, but that is the other thing that we're surrounded by with emerging filmmakers. Sorry, guys. No, no, I'm, 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 I, hey, look, I think it's a learning lesson because you always, I, see, I love the idea that you're telling me about the young, inspired woman. Want to be gay. They do like the slow motion reservoir right. dog shot <laughs> right. with 14-year-olds in space. <laughs> right. Wait, now, you're talking about, now, you're talking about, I probably would have done that. Yeah, my mother. <laughs> it ain't helping. It ain't helping. Okay. See, she talked about it.
say, hey, thank you very much. Also, I'm going to ask them another question, but I know it would extend the show, which is, where are the trendy indie movie films going? What are they really making that hot that even platforms are trying to catch up and take advantage of? We're going to talk about that another time. That's all giving you a teaser. We're going to do two things here as we exit out. For those of you who want to stick around, we're going to be taking photos and pictures, and they're going to be acknowledging where they can be followed in the social media here. They've got to introduce themselves. Then we're going to go over here and take some pictures for those of you who want to hang around. Otherwise, officially, we are done. Beatrice, if I did my job, I'll let you All right. <laughs> Movers and shakers, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Down. Thank you. Strong work. Strong work. You got to well, see?